Tonight on Riffatronic Delirium. Live or previously recorded from 500 miles beneath the surface of the moon, it's the Johnny Mumbles Riffs podcast, where we take a deeper dive into the cheesiest of cheesy movies. I'm Zaina, your co-hostess with Mostus, and I love creme brulee. And without further ado, a man so delirious, he wears socks on his hands and watches on his ankles. Johnny Mumbles! Oh, that's me doing that, isn't that? Hey, what's up? It's the Johnny Mumbles Riffs Podcast. Thank you, Zana. Zana, how are you doing today? I'm fine. You? I'm doing good. We just finished watching Delirium on Riffatronic, so a little trying different formats this week. Let's just go right into the movie. So thank you so much, Zana. Uh, tonight on the Johnny Mumbles Riffs Podcast, it was Delirium, a 1987 giallo from Lamberto Bava. A fun one tonight, in my opinion. Um, love me some giallo. Giallo, of course, means Italian horror. And um, so this one's directed by Lamberto Bava. Um, he was the director of Demons and uh, Demons 2, two of my favorite horror movies, in fact. Um, really excited that we got to riff on this one for Riffatronic. So fun time with this one. Um, the film stars Serena Grande. And she, she was an Italian icon, sex symbol of the 80s and 90s. Um, it's a follow-up for her. She previously she previously starred in um, Joe D'Amato, Joe D'Amato's Anthropophagus, and that's really the name of the movie. Um, he uh, here she plays Gloria, a former model who runs a men's magazine called Pussycat. Uh, she gets stalked by a murderer who kills her friends and uh, takes pictures of her. Uh, well, takes pictures of the dead uh, people uh, with sexy pictures of her in the back. Uh, very strange concept. The film is done uh, in a whodunit style um, mode where the viewer has to decipher who the murderer is and looks for clues for motives. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, Giallo. I really enjoy Giallo. I love Giallo, which is, again, Italian horror. And uh, Delirium is no exception. It's got an uh, excellent soundtrack. It sounds like some of the music is from the same people that did uh, Demons. And uh, there's lots of strange visuals, Really awkward dialogue, um, and no, no doubt it suffers in the translation because obviously this is uh, a Italian um, production, and of course they got all dubbed English speakers, and it uh, gives the giallo lover a good fix. And Serena Grande is likable enough uh, and lovely enough for you to uh, give a shit what happens to her. So, so in a world where uh, models frolic in a pool and pervs look into telescopes, we meet former model Gloria. The head of the FAP uh, magazine called Pussycat. She's chilling out the pool with her assistant Evelyn, lamenting the loss of her late husband, 
that left her the magazine after he passed away from three years earlier. So in the morning, she gets a call from uh, this guy named Mark. And Mark is just, I guess he's just this kid that is like by, that lives by her. Obviously, this is like some kind of rich community. And so Mark is there and Mark is uh, a neighbor. And he frequently looks at uh, the model shoots through the telescope in his bedroom. So you get like kind of like a little weird uh, rear window effect. And um, so at this point in the movie, we're just getting an introduction to characters. We also meet the photographer Roberto, uh, Gloria's brother Tony, who I guess he apparently works with the magazine too, is some type of director. And um, we also meet uh, Kim, who's a model uh, for her that's actually taken a model shot, uh, the, I guess the, the photo shoot that day. And so um, we meet these characters. We also meet Evelyn. Um, Evelyn is played by Daria Nicoletti. And um, so it's really cool that, uh, you know, we have actually an Argento person here that is, uh, you know, part of the production. And so after the dinner, it looks like that, uh, that they're just relaxing, have a good time. Characters eventually leave. And uh, so Kim and Gloria are the last two people there. And they laugh about life. We actually notice at this point that somebody is stalking either Gloria or Kim. And we take this weird, strange perspective as Kim leaves. And um, so we get to the actual um, first murder of the movie. And at this point, it's Kim. And they do this really strange thing at this point where they make uh, Kim appear to have a giant eyeball head, which is <laughs> which is really strange. And... Um, but I can kind of see what they're doing. It's sort of like you see the perspective from the killer's advantage point, and I guess you kind of see a little bit of what's going on in his mind. So we see Kim, and actually Kim, uh, this is when Kim gets murdered, and we see her with her big giant eyeball head, but actually from our perspective, from normal people's perspective, she looks perfectly normal. Um, so it's a pretty cool scene, you know, too, and it's, it's very, like I said, very, um, very reflective of Argento and a very... <laughs> just very odd in principle um so we see you know basically from his point of view the killer's point of view and um so kim gets killed and then we have uh mark uh the neighbor actually witnesses the incident because he's always looking through that telescope and his character actually gets a little bit more development later too but we'll we'll proceed and we'll find out more about mark and um so at this point gloria um gets a phone call from mark and cannot find any evidence that Kim has died. So basically kind of shrugging it off. And the next day at the office, we find out that the killer has sent dead pics of Kim. Uh, and which is strange because there's it's a dead picture of Kim. And yet there's pictures of Gloria in the back. And really, really strange. Um, so basically this is the killer's MO. Um, and then we later find that Kim's body is in the dumpster. Which is crazy because she's the model that week um, on the cover of this Pussycat magazine. And uh, because of this, the magazine profits heavily from it. They don't really go further like into that kind of mindset with uh, with the magazine making more money because the models are dying. Um, they just sort of kind of just have it out there just saying that, well, it's a strange thing, right? It is a strange thing. And then, so anyways, we proceed on. Uh, Tony does a photo shoot with Sabrina, an Italian singer who plays herself. And they try to uh, have sex that night, but Tony can't get it up. After he leaves, uh, the killer show up in the killer shows up in a beekeeper attire, and visualizes Sabrina with a bee head. Uh, bee head, bee head, big boobs, as they say. The killer releases actual bees to proceed the string to proceed the sting Sabrina to death. 
likely due to Sabrina's perfume, as um, kind of hint by the inspector later. The killer makes more pictures in front of Gloria's model shots. At this point, Gloria confronts Roberto, claims innocence, and tells her that his negatives of the photo she wears alone, which is a likely story. And um, at this point, um, they also introduce the character of Flora, who seems to have been a rival of Gloria. And apparently she might have been in love with uh, Gloria's now deceased husband. And they sort of present her like as an adversary, sort of um, kind of like if, another suspect, as you will. And um, they set it up that Flora might buy the magazine. So um, Gloria agrees in principle, hoping that the sale will maybe hopefully stop the murders. So at this point, um, Tony's moved on um, after his first girlfriend's been killed, and he starts dating a woman named Susan. And they go to a department store with Gloria, and per perhaps they're gonna do a photo shoot. Never really said what they're really gonna do. Looks like they might wanna do a photo shoot. And so um, they become separated at and in the department store, and then Gloria finds out that Tony's now been murdered. So now that's another person to throw on the body count. And Tony uh, is found dead on the escalator and the bodies start to go missing and then Susan's corpse later shows up too as well. So just heading into the stretch, the police show up at Roberto's to question him and find evidence to suggest he is the murderer. At this point, Roberto, Roberto shows up uh, to Gloria's and it's now at this point where I think most viewers would think that Roberto was the killer. And so given that, Glor that Roberto's uh, trying to pursue her, she freaks out and she runs away as she claims innocence, as he claims innocence, when he gets hit by a car, hit, he gets hit by a hit and run driver. So the cops conclude that Roberto was the killer and pretty much it looks like the movie's over at that point too. And at, even at this point too, me like being a viewer and watching this and I'm thinking like, there's no way in heck that this guy's the murderer, right? And so he's dead, he's out of the movie too. So the police close the case and so we do proceed to the next scene where Gloria decides to sell Pussycat to Flora. And at this point, Evelyn's had enough and she quits. She goes out to her pool to find a dead Tony floating in it. Gloria goes back in her house where the Blondewig killer is waiting for her. And it's Tony. He explains that he committed the murder so he could grow closer to Gloria and begin some kind of incestuous, which I could barely say, relationship with her. That's gross. Luckily, we have our peeping Tom Mark, and he's here to shoot Tony in the dick, wounding him. Sometimes later, Gloria recovers in the hospital as Mark the perv becomes Mark the hero, and we learn Tony survives, so we have a happy ending after all, ensuring many awkward holiday dinners to come. And that's it, and that's the ending, Zena. Can you believe it? So we're gonna have like a little bit of trivia, Hannah. Zena's gonna have her official theme song playing for you, but we might edit it in post this all day the new theme song it's time for let's up trivia it's time for let's up trivia we got some of imdb and some wikipedia it's time for let's up trivia oh yeah yeah trivia time yes trivia time DeLorean's actual title is Le Photo de Gioia. Gioia. Or The Photos of Gioia. The film was envisioned as a vehicle for Serena Grande, who plays Gloria, who had just starred in the Italian erotic film Miranda. 
Serena Grandi was the stage name for Serena Fagioli, who wanted to be named after Starbucks drink. Just kidding. <laughs> Grandi had actually graduated with a degree in computer programming and was first employed at the scientific analysis laboratory. Directed by Lambretto Bava, he states... It was of the few films in which had enough time and budget to get the results he desired. He admitted at this point he was burned out by the giallo genre, preferring fantastical films like Demons. This led him to explore the notion of the killer's point of view in Delirium, which involved showing the killer's perception of his victims by giving them grotesque visual features grotesque grotesque visual features or grotesque this ranges from kim's giant eyeball head and sabrina having the bee's head daria nicolati plays evelyn nicolati was the wife of italian horror master dario argento argento or Argento. Argento, just like the cheese. And co-wrote horror classic Suspiria. Suspiria? He had previously appeared in Suspiria, Tenebri, and Phenomena. In 2012, Nicoldi... Nicolodi. Oh, um, my Nicolodi, God. Nicolodi. Nicolodi was highlighted in the retrospective Argento at the Museum of Arts and design in New York City. The retrospective celebrated the influence of the Argento family on filmmaking in Italy and around the world. She died in 2020 at the age of 70. David Brandon plays photographer Roberto, originally from, oh, I'm sorry, originally born David Kane Hockton. The actor is actually from Ireland but settled in realm. The actor is more well known to refers as the John Saxon look like Zorin in Cave Dwellers. He later commented on how nice Serena Grundy was but thought she was pitiful as an actress. Katrine Michelson plays the short-lived eyeball fever dream model Kim, a Danish actress and model. Delirium was her last Italian film. Her only American film came in 1988 in a small role and a girl in a swing. Lack of success made her focus on her modeling career, but she returned to acting in 1994, playing a prostitute in the drama Eva. Michelson was the daughter of journalist and author Oli Michelson and his wife Nina Varberg who died in a car accident four years after Trini's birth. She was without contact with her father for years until they were reconciled in the 1990s. In April 2005, she revealed publicly that she had cancer. She died in January 2009. Carl Zini plays Mark, the pervert, of course. <laughs> Zinni is probably more well known for his role in Demons, where he played Ken, the best buddy to George. 
Zeni is still active today, most recently at the organizer of Italian orchestral concerts, including the 2022 and 2023 celebration of Riccardo Cosiante. Sabrina Celerano plays herself um, and as a bee. <laughs> Unlike her movie counterpart, she's still performing today. During her career, she has sold over two, 20 billion records worldwide and scored 10 international hits, including three numbers ones, number ones. Internationally, she's best known for her 1987 single Boys Summertime Love, which topped the charts in France and Switzerland and peaked at number three in the United Kingdom. Most recently, she released the single Voices in 2018. French actress Capuchin plays Flora. She's more well known for her comedic roles in the Pink Panther and What's New Pussycat. <laughs> she <laughs> appeared in 36 films and 17 television productions between 1948 and 1990. Sadly, in March 1990, at age 62, she jumped to her death from her 18th floor apartment, apartment in Switzerland, where she had lived for 28 years, having reportedly suffered from illness and depression for some time. The police said that investigation left no doubt that she committed suicide. Neighbors said she had laid a Reluxive, reclusive. Oh, I'm sorry. A reclusive life with her three cats, Aww. hardly ever leaving her apartment and bar. spending most of her time reading. Right. Delorean was released in Italy on April 3rd, 1987. A review in Variety noted that the film produced a little joy at the local bo box office, yeah. while Italian critic and film historian Roberto Curtney described it as a critical and commercial failure at a time when Grundy's name drew crowds to the theater. Bava later stated that he regretted having Grundy in the film who wrote in her contract that she would barely show her titties. Right. Or tits. Or her tits. Um, Curdy did note that during this period, Grandi was trying to move away from her sexy starlet image. And that's all the trivia for now. What do you think? I think we need to play that song again. It's time for Let's Up Trivia. It's time for Let's Up Trivia. We got some of IMDb and from Wikipedia. It's time for Let's Up Trivia. Oh, yeah! Oh yeah! So just a little small talk. Um, I enjoyed this. I, I like a lot of the visuals in the movie. A lot of, a lot of cool stuff. Like a lot of freaky, weird stuff that you know that Johnny Mumbles is into. And what do you think? I mean, did, did it kind of freak you out a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. What was like the most like thing that you took away from Delirium? Just uh... stalkers. Mm, just more than the stalker, it's just freaky to see the brothers. The oh, the brother love was, to a sister. Yeah, in a very sickly manner. Yeah, there was something. Yeah, 
like a very sickly and yeah i mean they're at the end too yeah. they kind of, I mean, you probably we really don't know what kind of a pervert that he is though so i mean i keep saying pervert but we don't know what kind of weirdo he is until the end that he wants to make love to his sister yeah that was I mean, yeah a little unsettling yeah i mean it, it was okay yeah and it's funny too because you know we we keep on picking on mark for in the movie but <laughs> mark the pervert per, there i go again but mark with the binocular or mark mark with the telescope that was checking out through the entire movie he winds up being the hero by shooting tony in the penis yeah so he so anybody could be a hero he was a hero at the end yeah <laughs> and he just said don't forget me and no, and then they did and the freeze frame. She said, Mwah. So maybe I want. If they were going to do a sequel to Delirium, how would you do the sequel? Would Would Mark and Gloria wind up hooking up or something? No, I think Mark actually is now able to walk. Yeah. And after all the rehab he went through. And what does he do now? Uh, Run a men's magazine? Uh, probably not. No. Maybe he's a hunter. Maybe. Yeah. Because he got that big gun. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe he's a detective. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed this one. I thought I think Delirium's a fun movie. There's like a lot of like red and blue like visual like it's one of the one like cuz they they do that whole thing too where you see these characters like have nightmares and they sort of throw you off. And even too for both of us, I think honestly when on our first viewing, we didn't know who the killer was going to be. I didn't think it was going to be the brother. Tony. No. We were thinking it was maybe like Evelyn, the assistant. I thought it's the Evelyn. The yeah, or even Roberto. They throw him as he might be the killer there for a while. But um, yeah, so for me, like I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and on that note, we are done. Uh, this has been the Johnny Mumbles Wrist Podcast. Thank you, Zana. Thank you. Try not to wear any perfumes that attract bees. No promises. Okay. Until next time, if it's weird, it's Johnny. See ya. Bye. Oh,